Happy Mother's Day. How many moms are here this morning? Why don't you guys stand up? Lance, we need to talk. We honor you moms this morning. How many are thankful for moms? Every single human being in here, you guys can sit down, every single human being should be thankful for moms because of moms, you're here, right? Isn't that something? I was really praying, and the Lord was, was speaking to me on generations. You know that, that as a mom, and not only as just a mom, but as a woman, you are an influencer, you are not to just influence the ones that are in front of you, but you are to influence. Your influence is generational. You guys hear me? Generational. It's not just what's in front of you, the kids you're raising today. You're impacting generations, right? Can you throw that picture up there for me, Josh? Can you turn the lights down? Many of you probably... Oh. I don't know if you guys know these people here. Yeah. <laughs> that's Bobby and Brandon, but the, <laughs> that's not who I wanted to show. But anyways, that's the only picture I had of Grandma Warner. Grandma Warner is the, the obviously the grandma in the middle. All right? <laughs> grandma Warner, many of you don't know her. Many of you do know her. She's passed away now, but do you know what? This is Pastor Bob's grandma. Because of her, he's here. She, even though she's passed away, this is all her reward. This is what I'm talking about, talking about touching generations. She prayed in her hospital room before she died, she was praying for her grandkids, praying for her great-grandkids, and he's part of that. Amen? Women, listen, you are, de you are designed to not just touch your kids and your grandkids, and even if you don't have kids, never wanted kids, don't, can't have kids, you still influence people, and it's not just today, it is for generations to come. Amen? Don't think of what you're doing and take it lightly. You're not just a mom. A mom, the word mom is a verb. It's not a noun. You guys listen to me? You know what I mean by that? A mom is not who you are. A mom is something you get to do. You are first a daughter of God, designed and commissioned by God Almighty to be a woman of God, to be an influencer for generations. You're not meant to leave a let to be a legend. Listen to me, you're not meant to be a legend because a legend will die. You are meant to leave a legacy. She, right here, this is a legacy. This is her legacy. She's amongst the cloud of witnesses looking down saying, this is what I have prayed for, fasted for, middle of the night. Am I not right, mother? Yes. You are a part of something that she prayed for. You may never see on this side of heaven the things that you have sowed, but someday you will. Amen? That was just a welcome. How's everybody doing? 
I'm excited. I'm very passionate about this. Because women, have been given a bad rap. It's time that we give the feminist movement a new name and that we take it for what it should be. And that is to be a woman of God who loves the Lord her God first. Amen? Who honors and loves people well. Right? Amen? I'm going to give away these flowers quick before I forget because I'll just keep going and we'll forget. Well, first I want to honor my mother-in-law because if it wasn't for her, none of you would be here. Well, maybe you'd be here, but you'd be here for whatever reason. Maybe this would be. I wonder what this would be if we went here. Coffee shop. <laughs> Used to be her burgers. You believe that? You know what her burgers is? Is any of you? Let's check the generations here. Who knows what a her burgers is or was? Who? Okay. Who does not know what a Herberger's is or was? Oh, only a few. Okay. It was a store. It was a store, and this was a, this was a store. You know, isn't that crazy? And so then it turned into a, a church, and when we move out, who knows what it will turn into? Maybe it will be a coffee shop. <laughs> Why not? We'll call it Hebrews. <laughs> All right. I'll have my mother-in-law come up here. I honor my mother-in-law. That's you, Erlene Pittman. Did you forget who you are? She's a little slow on the draw sometime. No, I'm kidding. Thank you for being a really good mother-in-law. You gave me a great example because I'm a mother-in-law now. Love you. Always tell her I'm her favorite, but I can't now because Jen's here. So, <laughs> how about I was the first? I was the first of the in-laws, so that that'll work. Bob and I were eight, I was 18 when we got married, and Bob was 21, so we were like we were kids when we got married. Um, another lady I'd like to honor is Elaine Dwyer. <laughs> Elaine is. Talk about legacies. Elaine and Sheldon were missionaries on the mission field for 50 years. Two. 52 years. You want to talk about legacy? They will never know on this side of heaven how many lives that they have touched. I would, I would, I would, I don't think I would be exaggerating by saying millions. Honestly, they've touched all over the country. And so, and we don't even have a clue. They're just so familiar to us. They're just Sheldon and Elaine, right? They're just Sheldon and Elaine Dwyer. Overseas in the Philippines, they are like a king and queen. Seriously. They are, they are reverenced and, um, and honored tremendously because they've raised up pastors, had schools all over. How many countries have you guys touched? No, not too many. <laughs> You've touched what God has designed you to touch, and it's still going to go, and that's what legacy does. A legacy doesn't die when the person passes. A legacy keeps building and building and building. Amen? And that is what 
you women are designed to do. Amen? All right, so I got two more. I don't know who to give them to. Let's just go. Should we go? How about, who's a new mom? Who just became a mom for the first time? Is there anybody that just became a mom for the first time? Allie, but she's not here yet. She's not, didn't have a baby yet. She's due any time now. And she's not here. Let's see. Um, how about Carmen? Carmen. Many don't know Carmen, but I know Carmen. I saw you this morning, and the Lord said, give Carmen some flowers. God bless you. You're a good mom. You're a good mom. And you got beautiful kids, too. How many love kids? I love kids. I love children. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right. Moms, I'm just going to read a couple things to you. Is that okay? We are to train and teach kids, right? How many have kids still at home? How many want to get rid of the kids at home? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're like, somebody come and get them, right? We are, we are to love our kids. We're not to control our kids. God has a plan for our kids. And you know what? Newsflash, it's not your plans. I'm just helping you guys because my kids are, are gone and out of the house, and I thought that their plan, their, you know, God's plans for them was my plans for them, right? But in Jeremiah 29, it doesn't say, you know, that Shar has plans for you, right? It says it's God's plans for you, right? So moms, don't worry about your kids. It's God's plans, I guarantee you, are greater than your plans and better than your plans, Right? Enjoy each season with your kids. Enjoy each season. I don't care how old they are. It's like when they're newborns, you want them to hurry up and walk. When they're walking, you want them to hurry up and ride a bike. When they're riding a bike, you want them to hurry up and drive, right? Enjoy each season with them. My kids are gone now. I mean, they're, they're, they're here. I mean, they're out of the house. They're out of the house now. But I enjoy that season of a, having adult kids. But before they were going to leave the house, I had a meltdown. Any other moms here have meltdowns when your kids were leaving home? Yeah. <laughs> Some are going, not me. I was like, sayonara. Ciao. I'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> it was really hard when my kids left because my identity was tied up in being a mom. See, mom in my life was a noun. It was who I was. And I realized that being a mom was a verb. It was something I got to do. And my kids' lives, whatever, whatever they decided to do, was not on, because of my, my being a mom, right? Do you know, moms, you're not responsible for your kids' choices. You guys listen to me? You moms are not responsible for the choices that your kids make as they get older. That should bring some freedom to some of you. And your kids' successes are not yours. Dang it. Right? I mean, we have a part in it because we're their parents and we love them and things like that. You guys catch what I'm saying? Enjoy each season with the kids. Be thankful in each season. Young moms, sometimes you can get really, really um, overwhelmed when you've got littles at home, Right? But 
It's to be thankful in those seasons. Enjoy those seasons of having littles. I love what Nate said last night, how Ava, his, what, she's going to be four? She's going to be four in July. I can't even believe it. It's hard to believe. But Ava, she was crying because she couldn't see her elbow. She's a little, I didn't have girls. I had two boys. So I'm not, you know, my boys didn't have meltdowns like little girls do. So she, she was so sad because she couldn't see her elbow. Isn't that just the cutest thing ever? It's so cute. Now, if you have a meltdown because you can't see your elbow, we have to talk. But she's four, so she can have a meltdown. I just want to encourage you moms to just be present. Be present because time really does fly, right? We use that, and it does fly. So be present with your kids. Put down social media. Put it down. When they come to you, give them attention, right? My mother-in-law has owned a daycare. How many years have you and Sharon owned a daycare? And how many years did you work at a daycare? So total 37 years. 37 years my mother-in-law worked with kids. And she still has hair. (laughs) And she still has grandkids, little grandkids that come around. Isn't that just crazy? I don't know if I like them that much. I I went to the daycare one time to help her because she was desperate. She never asked me to come back. (laughs) I love kids, and I've got candy for the kids in the office, and I love them. So she she just said, all you've got to do, Char, is you just got to, like, just stay with them. I'm going to bring lunch down to them. They'll eat, and then we'll put them down for a nap. So I got all their cots out. This was quite some years ago. Put their cots out, you know, got their blankets or whatever they needed, and, I mean, they were like, I ain't kidding you. I don't know what the, I don't know, there's probably 15 of them. So I put them all in timeout. <laughs> Every one of them in timeout. She comes downstairs and she goes, what are you doing? I'm like, they're all in timeout. They wouldn't listen. She's like, you can't put them all in timeout. I'm like, you left me in charge. So I can. So, you know, it's, you do what you're good at. And I'm not good at taking care of 15 kids at a time. I'm good at taking care of maybe one or two. So my calling is not to work at a daycare. All right. I want to encourage you moms. Can I, can I just encourage some of you moms that, how many moms here that your kids are out of the house and gone? They're out of the house and they're gone. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. It's like I was sad when they left, and now that they're gone, it's like kind of liking it. But I like when they come to visit. I just want to encourage you moms, listen, we, we need, this is a home on my heart too, is that we need to bridge a gap where the older, the older moms, instead of complaining about how the younger moms raise their kids, how about just be an encouragement to the moms, right? We, wouldn't it be great for us moms that have, maybe our kids are gone, to maybe find some of these younger moms, maybe that their moms don't live around here, or maybe their moms have passed away, that we can maybe be um, a help to? Should I say that again? I'm going to say it again. Moms that have been moms that our kids are gone, it would be really beneficial to these young moms who maybe don't have help to come alongside them 
and be a help to them. Maybe take, a, maybe, maybe take the kids. I want you to pray about that. Maybe, maybe the Lord will lay it on your heart to call up a mom and, and, and say, hey, why don't you let me take your kids for a couple hours so you can go grocery shopping? Or take a shower. How many moms sometimes don't take a shower? I mean, you should. If you don't, if you're having problems with that, I'll come and watch your kids so you can take a shower. But am I, am, am, moms with young kids, am I right? Would that, be, would that be just amazing? See, it does take a village to raise, raise a family. Amen? Amen. So I'm just throwing that in there. I think it's good that we bridge the gap from younger and older. The younger complain about the older, not knowing what they're talking about. But I can tell you one thing. I thought I knew it all when I had kids. And then I remember calling my mother-in-law and saying, what do I do? She's like, get them on a schedule. The best advice I've ever gotten in my entire life. Put your kids on a schedule. And I did, and my kids were amazing. Anyways, I'm just saying. Just because, listen, just because the young, listen to me, older generation, just because the younger generation does things a little bit differently than we do, like a lot differently than we do, a lot differently. Do you ever, have you ever put a kid in a car seat today? You need a college education to put a baby in a car seat. Do you know the car seat that I had? How many in here are 50 or older? Okay, the car seat was just a, you picked it up, right, and you put it in the car, you put them backwards, and then you just put the seatbelt, you guys remember this? Am I, am I right? Am I telling the truth? And then you just put it in the little thingies, and then you snapped it. And some you actually went around and you snapped it, right? You didn't have to get a college education for it. You didn't even have to YouTube it, Right? It's a little bit different generation today, right? We, that's a whole later generation, right? 1964, they didn't even have seatbelts and everybody's good. But, but instead of complaining about how the younger moms do things, how about just encouraging them? Amen? How many moms just love to be encouraged? Listen, you need to hear, women, moms, you need to hear that you are doing an amazing job. You need to hear because the nights that you don't sleep and you wake up and you just want one hour alone, you're doing a great job. And what you're doing today is going to affect not only the little that you're putting and tucking into bed, but generations. You guys hear me? You are touching generations. My mother-in-law, because, because of her mom, you see how that trickles down? Isn't that amazing? So my grandma, Bob's grandma, who's passed away now, is experiencing all of this because of her legacy, because she touched lives because of her kids. Amen? Amen. All right. But you guys need to set a standard. We need to set how many know today more than ever is that uh, Nate preached a message last night. It was so good. It was on truth. Is on truth. And how many know that women today need to stand up for truth? Right? We need to, number one, we need to know the truth. 
right? Because the truth is what sets us free. And how many know that truth, talked about the word of God, that the word of God is that fixed thing that we measure everything to the word of God, right? We measure everything to the word of God, and truth is a person. When we're introduced to the person Jesus as the, the spirit of truth, as women, we can stand up and we can, we can stand for truth. Amen? Truth is a straight line. All right. Okay. I heard this. Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Perhaps. Why don't you guys turn to Esther chapter 4. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a, just a little bit of a background of the book of Esther. You need to read the book of Esther. It's a really good book. But just a really quick overview The king had a party. I think it was 180 days he had this party. He called for his wife, the queen, to come in and do something for him, and the queen did not want to do it. So because he was king and she didn't obey his command, he divorced her, and then he was on the hunt for a new queen. Okay? So they went and they grabbed a whole bunch of really cute girls, brought them into the palace, and prepared them and brought these girls before the king, and the king was going to pick a new queen, okay? So Queen Esther, Esther was chosen as queen. She was a Jewish girl, and she was chosen to be the the queen to the king. You guys tracking? Is that good enough? You guys read it. It's a really good story. So Esther was a Jew, a Jewish girl, and Mordecai was her cousin. Mordecai was a part of the the palace, a part of the uh, officials there. And Haman was this guy who worked for the king. He was second in command, and he was a jerk. And Haman wanted Mordecai to bow down to him because he was second in command, I guess, and Mordecai refused. Well, because Haman didn't like that too well, Haman decided, I'm going to go to the king and ask the king to make a decree that all Jews be killed. Okay? You guys tracking with me? Okay. So who's a Jew? Esther is the queen, and she's a Jew, but nobody knew that Esther was a Jew. Okay? So now Mordecai hears that, oh, my gosh, they're going to, so the king passed a decree that in a year they were going to kill the Jews. Okay? So Mordecai sends a, a message to Esther and says, hey, Esther, you need to go before the king and you need to tell him not to do this, right? Esther's like, are you kidding me? You can't just go before the, the king, right? Because the king has to request for you to come or you can be dead, <laughs> killed, right? So Esther's like, I'm not, I can't do that, all right? So now we're gonna jump into Verse 13, which is Mordecai's response to Esther. Okay? You guys ready? Esther chapter 4, verse 13. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther and says, Don't you think for a moment that because you're in the palace that you will escape when all the other Jews are killed? Verse 14. I want you guys to catch this. If you keep quiet at a time like this, Deliverance and relief will arise from some other place. But perhaps you were made queen 
for such a time as this. Ladies, this is not just for moms. This is for women. I believe that God is putting an assignment before you. I don't care your age. I don't care if you're 15, 16, 17. I don't care if you're 85, 95. I believe that there's an assignment placed before you. How many know that we are in a crisis in our nation? How many know that we are in a crisis in our county? You don't even have to like, you don't have to go very far to know that we are in a crisis. And I believe, just like Esther, it is this, is that you can keep quiet at a time like this, and God will find somebody else. But I believe he's commissioning you this morning. Will you say yes to the charge and the assignment to be an influence to the ones that God puts around you? Will you say yes and be a woman that loves the Lord her God with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength and love yourself enough to say, I am willing to take a risk for generations. And because Esther said yes, she called a fast. She went before the king. You guys read it, and it went amazing. Haman, dead. But listen, for such a time as this, perhaps you were born today for this reason for this moment, for such a time as this, because God wants to give you an assignment as women that you're not just a mom, but you are a woman, a daughter of the king, who's an influencer. How many have been influenced by a mom? You women are influencers. The world wants to make you look like something different than what God himself designed us to be. And it's time that as women, we take that back. We take it back, right? You are beautifully and wonderfully made, designed by God, handcrafted by God for such a time as this, not just to make an impact on your kids and your grandkids, but to make an impact on women all around you. Shake your head and say yes, yes. You women have things inside of you to give. You do. Our county, our schools, your jobs, they need you to rise up and be an Esther. For such a time as this, to fight for what is right. Amen? Fight for the truth to fight for what is true, amen? Some of you women have got things in inside of you. Some of you need to run for political offices. Got quiet in here. Right? How amazing would it be to have a godly woman having an impact on our nation or our community, amen? For such a time as this, you were designed and born for such a time as this to change a culture. Now, the things you do today, it's not just for today, it's for generations. 
If you're focused on just today, it can be a little discouraging. But to understand that you're not to be a legend. If, you're, if you are striving to be somebody so that you can be known, when you die, you're dead. You might have a plaque somewhere and a picture somewhere and they oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But when you leave a legacy, when you pass on, that legacy lives forever. Right? Yes, I am right. A legend dies, but a legacy impacts generations. You are born to change culture. You are culture changers. How many heard the saying, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? Right? Is there some truth to that? Guys? They're going, I don't know if I should say yes or no. I am not, should I shake my head? Right? I'm kidding. But it's true. Women set the tone and set the atmosphere of places. When, a, when mom is crabby in the house, everything is kind of crabby and grumpy. You guys ever notice that? For sure. You were born to change culture. It's time to shake off the attitude of complacency, of just being a mom, of just being a woman. What impact can I have? It's time to shake that stuff off. You need to realize that you are a mighty woman of God. You're number one. First, you are a child of God. You are a daughter of the king. He has handpicked you, and he has said, you get to do, you get to be a mom. But a mom is not who you are. Because when your kids leave, you're still a woman of God. Amen? You're a mighty woman of God, born for such a time as this. There's no room for jealousy, comparison, gossip, slander, judgment, judgmental and critical attitudes. As much as I love women, sometimes we need duct tape here. Am I right, women? We need to learn how to speak little and listen more. Just saying. It's probably not for any of you here, but I'm just saying. We don't have time for that stuff. We don't have time to be judgmental and critical of people around us. What we need to do is we rise up, and instead of being critical and judgmental, we get on our knees, and we start fasting, and we start praying to see change in our culture. Right? Does being judgmental and critical of somebody change anything? No. But what it does is it brings division is what it does. And women of God are going to start standing up and bringing unity through prayer and through fasting and on our knees. Amen? But I believe there's an invitation for us to be loud and clear, to stand up for truth. It's in our DNA to make a difference, ladies. It is in your DNA to make a difference. I believe that God is calling women up higher, not conforming to the world and what the world says a woman should be. We need to shut off what the world is saying. Listen, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the ideas of this world. If you are getting the ideas of how to be a woman according to the world's standards, you're doing it wrong. That is not what God designed for you. We are to live from heaven to earth, not from earth to heaven. 
You have the resources and the solutions that the world needs because of your position in Christ. It's quiet in here. You carry the atmosphere of heaven, of love and of honor given to you by the Father to show others so they can experience the same. You cannot impart what you don't have. The culture within you will shape the culture around you. The culture in you is going to shape the culture outside of you. Heaven to earth. Culture, change, culture changers know who they are, whose they are, and what they have, and what they can do. I'm going to read that again. Women, this is for you. Father's Day, Pastor Bob can speak to you fathers. Culture changers, you are born and designed to be a culture changer, not just in your home, but outside your home. I want to stretch you. You're not just a stay-at-home mom that homeschools your kids, and I just do that. You're not. You have a purpose bigger than yourself. You were designed for this. Culture changers, you know who you are. You know whose you are. You know what you have, and you know what you're called to do. Perhaps you were put in this place for such a time as this to bring relief and deliverance to the people that God has put around you. Perhaps. Wouldn't that be amazing to just see families that God puts in your heart to go start being an influence into that's a mess, that all of a sudden their family just starts coming around and gets to know Jesus and that family has another family, has another family, has another family, right? I'll have Amy come to the piano. You guys are doing okay? Here's a word for you. Ladies, you ready? Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Ray, you're not a woman. Didn't mean for you to say I'm ready. So to make that clear. All right. Winter is gone. Jesus. Woo! Not only in the natural, but in the spirit. You know how after it's been a long winter and you can't wait to open up your, your windows for that first time and that breeze comes through and it's like you get rid of that, that, you know, you don't even realize that it just the smell just to shut up, the, you know, and then all of a sudden that breeze comes through and then there's that refreshing of that, that beautiful smell of summer, spring. Yeah, spring is here, ladies. I think a lot of you have been in a winter season. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Whether your kids have are home, not home, maybe some of your kids are, you're strained from some of your kids. 
Listen. Abraham was asked to give Isaac, right? If you have kids that are strained, give them to the Lord and trust God that he will bring them home. Amen? And don't let that be a distraction from what God has called you to do. In the waiting, do what's in front of you. Amen? The spring is here. A season of laughter is here. Just laugh at that. Ha, 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 ha. How many need just, I think some of you just need to go watch a funny movie. Do you know the Bible says laughter is like medicine? It's good for your soul. It's good for you to laugh. We can get too serious. I can get pretty serious. Mostly not, but. Some of you need to watch a funny movie and then call me and tell me that you laughed. I'm being completely serious. I mean, I'm serious right now. I'm serious about going laugh. You guys hear me? Listen, we need, it's a season of laughter. The Bible says, count it all joy when we go through trials. There's a lot of pressure on women. There's a lot of pressure on women to perform, to look like other women. Do you see what, do you see what like the media puts women to look like? I tell women this, and I, I'm going to probably get whatever for this, but it doesn't matter. If you watch romance and read romance, I don't care if it's... It's soft porn, a lot of it. You know the romance can be found in the Word of God right there of what it looks like for pure, authentic romance and intimacy between a husband and wife and what we should actually look for. I said something about the notebook. How many women watch the notebook? Is that the name of it, the notebook? I said that at, at, at cell group one time. I said, and women, don't watch the notebook. And I thought, I am going to get shot. I'm like, it's all fake. Why? Because it, it gets ideas in our head of what our husbands should be like, and they were mad at them because they don't be like that. That's because... It ain't a real movie. Guys, you know, you know, it's like, oh, right? Ladies, you're made for more. Amen? A season of joy. Say joy. Seasons are set before us. Listen. The seasons are set before us, and how we experience that season is up to us. Our attitude in the season will determine if I get out of the season what I was intended to get out of that season. Should I, I'm going to say that again because I see deer in headlights. Our attitude, say attitude. Say it one more time. Attitude. Because ladies, sometimes we have issues with our attitude. Am I, am I right? I'm right. It's either, it's either PMS or it's postmenopause, premenopause. It's, you know, right? Something. We blame it on something. We blame our attitude on something. 
well, I'm eating all this chocolate because it's PMS. No, you're eating the chocolate because you want to eat the chocolate. And you just blame it on something, right? How many women blame? Yes, we blame it on stuff. Okay. But you have control over your attitude. Girls, young teenage girls, listen to me. You have control over your attitude. So don't give your parents attitude and blame it on something. All the, you guys used to like me. You're like, I don't like you anymore. Pastor Shar, you used to be cool. Now you're not. I'm still cool. You'll know it when you're older. Our attitude in the seasons, we will determine if I get out of the season, all that is intended. Complaining will only keep us from finding the blessing in the season we are complaining about. I'm going to say it again. Complaining, say complaining. Women never complain, but if you did. Complaining will only keep us from finding the blessing in the season we are complaining about. Every season that we go through, whether it's winter, summer, fall, whatever season, hard seasons, there's always a blessing in it. But if we're complaining, we're not going to find the blessing and what God intended for us to find in that season. Right? This is the day the Lord has made. And we will, say will, will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Right? Say this is the day. This is the day. It doesn't say this is the day because it's a good day. No, it says this is the day and I get to make it a good day because I get to choose to rejoice in it and be glad in it. Why? Because God has put in me the DNA to be for those around me a culture of heaven on earth. You have the culture of heaven living on the inside of you to release to those around you, to influence them, to leave the fingerprints of God on them. That is who you are. Woo, women, we're going to change this area. We're going to change what it looks like to be a woman of God. Amen? We should talk about other things, like, I won't. Anyways, complaining will only keep you. This is the day the Lord has made, and we get to rejoice and be glad in it. Not for it, but in it. It's a season to dance, and it's a season to laugh. How many like to dance? Even if it's just this, that's all I know. I can do the twist, because that's easy. I can maybe, nah, I'm not coordinated. I'm 100% serious, ladies. This is a season that you need to laugh. When things are hard and weighing heavy on you, you need to laugh at that. Because you need to understand who you are. Your circumstances do not determine who you are. You determine how your circumstances are going to, how you're going to be in your circumstances, your attitude in it. Amen? Guys, you can take this for you too. Because I'm sure you have bad attitudes too sometime, right? Yeah. Once in a while. Proverbs 31, 17 through 18. Do you know that I used to hate Proverbs 31? I did. I was like, 
I, Proverbs 31 is like the virtuous woman. You know, I was like, Arr, Arr. So God showed me a revelation of what a woman of God should be. Amen. Proverbs 31, 17 through 18 says this, that she girds herself with strength, spiritual and mental and physical fitness for her God-given tasks. I'm going to read that again. This is the Amplified. Women, why don't you women just stand up? All women, I don't care how old you are, all women, stand up. All women, stand up. And I'm going to read this over you. You ready? She guards herself with strength, with spiritual, mental, and physical fitness for her God-given tasks and makes her arms strong and firm. She tastes and sees that her gain from work with and for God is good, and her lamp goes not out, but it burns on continually through the night of trouble or sorrow, warning away from fear, doubt, and distrust. Listen to this, verse 25. She is clothed with strength and dignity. You want to hear this? And she laughs without fear of the future. <laughs> oh, she'd be, ha, <laughs> I'm a girl, I forgot. <laughs> I have a, I don't have, that's who you are, ladies. You are clothed with strength and with dignity to laugh at the fear of the future. There's no fear in you because there's only love in you because the God of love lives inside of you and he gives you everything that he, you need. He's equipped you to be a woman of God, to speak words only that encourage and build, right? Encourage and build your husband's ladies. Encourage and build, say encourage and build. Encourage and build. Encourage and build your husbands. You can murmur and complain when they're not in the house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Encourage and build. Encourage and build your kids. Don't call them stupid. Don't call them names. Don't, don't. When you call your kids names, you're identifying them as that. They have a name for a reason. Use their name. Yes. And if you've done that, sit down with your kids and apologize for calling them names and remind them who they are, that they are a child of God and that mom made a mistake. I'm being a little bit maybe meddling, but I'm serious. I've done it. I probably should apologize to you guys later. Lord, I thank you for these moms. You guys just stretch your hands toward these moms. And ladies, you guys, ladies, stand. It's for women, too. I'm not, call, I'm not prophesying anything over you, ladies, but I'm just for women. Women. I thank you for their love and their sacrifice, their selfless acts. I thank you that you first made them daughters of the king, that they can rest in you and be from who they are in you. Perfection is not in the definition of a mom or a woman. Perfectionism is not in the definition of being a mom 
or being a wife or being a woman. I break that spirit of perfectionism off of women in Jesus' name. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you loving on him. Amen? We bind that spirit in Jesus' name. You were never called and designed to be perfect. You were called and designed to be a daughter of God. Love is your foundation. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen each one of these women here this morning. Those that are here and those that are watching online, that you would strengthen their bodies, that you would strengthen their minds and their hearts and their spirits, that you would comfort any mom that has experienced loss. God, we come and we ask, we come against the shame and the guilt of things done or not done. We ask for your peace and your love and your grace to be poured out over every woman that's here or watching online, that they would rise up as bold as lions, declaring truth over their families and over their spheres of influence, that everywhere they go, the grocery store, the library, or work, that they, that they would release the kingdom of heaven and the culture that is inside of them, that they would be aware that wherever they walk, the ground is shaking, ladies, the earth is quaking, mindsets are shifting because you are declaring and releasing truth. Truth has a name, and his name is Jesus. And God, we thank you for these women that are rising up to shift a culture for generations to come, that they are called for such a time as this, that they're not just sowing for this generation, but they're sowing for generations to come, that they're preparing a legacy that will touch generations after they're not on the planet anymore. Lord, you are their shield and their rock and their fortress. You're everything that we need. So I come against any voices that try to make us think that we're not enough. Women, you are enough. Listen, you are enough. Say, I'm enough. Say it again. Say it again. Say it one more time. You are enough because Jesus said you are enough. Amen. So God, I thank you for the transformation that we're going to see in kids and in families and in our workplaces, in our communities. Everywhere that your feet go, everywhere that your feet go, you're leaving an imprint of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, you ladies were born for such a time as this. Take the assignment like Esther. If not you, then it'll be somebody else. Don't miss an opportunity to do what God is asking you to do. Touch the lives around you. Use and speak words that will speak life and raise up a generation for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Lord, I thank you for these women. I thank you for these men too. God, I ask that you would bless them today. I ask that you bless them this week. Father, I ask for your grace and mercy, and we thank you in Jesus' name, and the congregation says amen. If you want prayer, we'll have the ministry team up here. Otherwise, women, God bless you, and have a really fun day.